when I'm floating all night. Project won't compile, it'll be alright. Computer science for life, and that's my direction. Instead of be bold, my home is throw exceptions. Welcome to Dangerous Minds, where we delve into the minds of biohackers, grinders, and take a closer look at the tech being implanted and developed by this community. Now, this is a special edition of DMP tonight, sharing with you an introduction to biohacking from a new perspective, which was recorded at B-Science Las Vegas this summer as a part of the Proving Grounds track for first-time speakers at a national conference. For more information about B-Sides Las Vegas, go to bsideslv.org. Up first, before sharing with you this talk, we want to thank our sponsor, Dangerous Things, who delivers custom gadgetry for the discerning hacker and biohacker. So check them out at DangerousThings.com. If you or your organization is interested in sponsoring the efforts of the Dangerous Minds podcast, please feel free to reach out to us at DangerousMinds.io and email us at info at dangerousminds.io, and we will be glad to talk to you about it. Good luck. Uh, once again, today, this room is being brought to you by Reblue and uh, Minnow Board. So, and up next, our speaker is Doug Copeland. Do-it-yourself biology. 
and Grinder, yeah, not the dating app, sorry. If you're here for the dating app, you know, sorry, wrong place. But you know, people who improve their own bodies with yourself cybernetic augmentation devices, often without medical clearance, no FDA uh, oversight on these implants, what have you. Also, most often it's done either by the grinder themselves or a certified piercer if they're lucky. Hopefully it's not themselves, because we'll talk about the dangers of that. And first off, I'm going to throw it out there. I am not an expert. If you were expecting that, then you didn't read the title of the talk. There's a reason I call myself a new. Uh, because I'm new to it, I'm enjoying it, I'm learning it. It's not a derogatory term, it's just setting their expectations. And um, there'll be pictures and video in here depicting blood, a little bit of gore, and needles. So if you have a fear or you know, weak, weak stomach, I will warn you ahead of time when specific video is coming out. So if you have a big watch, you've got a weak stomach, either look away or run away, but please come back. It's not a very long video, it's just a minute and a half. If that. Plus, I personally advise don't, don't do this at home. Don't be like some grinders that ended up in the hospital. Um, without professional help, because adulting with biohacking, just like adulting with anything, can be a totally different thing. And, you know, once again, please don't do this at home. Now, this is just giving you an example of some of the stuff that. I personally have absolutely no interest in exploring other than reading about. And top left uh, picture here is a guy that put a sensor in his body to measure the um, blood pressure, temperature, heart rate, what have you, and that in itself is the size of like a small external hard drive. The one, you know, the lights there uh, off to your right are not rechargeable. Yeah, so when the battery runs out, you have to pull it out. If you can't even turn it off, on. that's like the very first version of it, just as a proof of concept. Say, hey, we want to see how this works. We want to make sure that it's bioproof, that you put it in and it won't fall apart and poison someone at And they won't have to have a hand in it. But yeah, it's interesting, the, you know, the idea behind it, but also, you know, just the general idea of it you know, raises very big concerns with me. And then bottom, and you've got a uh, magnet there where Earth, uh, often you know, covered in like a gold um, uh, gold plating. That's uh, the most expensive one you can get. It's also um, not, uh, doesn't last very long. Only a max of five years, if you're lucky. If, that it won't fracture and then spread heavy metal throughout your body. Um, big, big uh, worry on that one. Because I, I don't know about you, but you know, just drinking water in some parts of our country can be heavy metal poison. I really want to intentionally do it to myself. And of course, if you're actually doing an implantation yourself, don't make sure you're doing it in a clean environment with clean tools and then keep the one with clean wall fields. There's always you know, infection or sepsis, which is basically blood poisoning, as one hacker found out on their own. This first guy here is Tim Tan. He's going to go through a couple of examples of some of the leaders to give you a premise of what the is, what some of the leaders of movement are. 
he's an American software developer, entrepreneur, entrepreneur biohacker. He's uh, based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, he was best known for uh, co-founding Brainhouse Wetware, which was uh, on the previous screen responsible for two of those designs. He was actually the guy that constructed that big box uh, in his office. And it only stayed for about you know, three months, 90 days, something like that, just to prove the concept uh, to see the type of readings you can get out of the body, what have you. Uh, he's currently still working on the second version of it uh, to work on Bluetooth and also be a lot smaller. But I think a big part of that is waiting for uh, for the you know, technology to catch up. Here at the bottom here, you got a nice little link to be able to watch a video in his own words um, and possible implantation of that device. I you know, didn't think that would be uh, be enough time for in this talk to be able to show that particular video as well. But it just gives you a general premise. Here, there's more information on the North Star. I already covered a little bit about it. But you also see an uh, x-ray here on the side. It gives you both the side view and the top view of what it actually looks like in the body. Along with, uh, it's like he's got a magnet, two magnets, one on the fingertip, one on the side of his hand, as well as uh, RFID NFC chip there in the web of his hand. But you can actually see uh, that's what the uh, North Star looks like outside of the body, not turned on, what have you. In case in a, a polymer um, ready to be implanted into the body. But uh, here's the box here, um, the circadian. And it, like I said, it's a you know, beta device, only, only three months in. But the second one is going to have uh, quite a bit more expanded usability on the information it's going to get. Like a, blood glucose, uh, blood oxygen levels, blood pressure, and uh, heart rate feet per minute, all within this little device, as well as um, first version, uh, use the thought ion packs that you could actually um, recharge um, while it's still implanted in the body. So that was a big step over uh, the North Star in my opinion. Here is a demo video I found here of a uh, grinder exploring uh, use of their magnet after it's been in the body and can heal. So I figured this was a lot more fun from the video instead of the actual implantation of the magnet uh, that I found as well. Because uh, you know, often enough, uh, untrained implantation can be good. Um, interesting as far as how they Crowd from the flesh to make a whole deep, not just a pop back and then suture it all up. But as you can see, playing with the bucky balls, it looks kind of fun, almost like a you know, bit of a magic trick going on there. But you know, it's also it's not just just a toy. Uh, can be uh, useful as a shows you involved. You know, if you. You work on your own computers. Like I personally don't like really buying new ones anymore because you know why buy new when you can just get something used, fix it, and make it better than when when it first came out, and get a whole lot more use. A lot more. Not less money. We're sold.
continuing work. Because so he's actually going to be at DEFCON this year at uh, Biohacking Village talking about another project, which is uh, implanting a device that can control from a smartphone or what have you to turn on a vibration device. But it's actually implanted into the pubic fat above his genitalia. Uh, he's working on a device like that. But, you know, it's kind of uh, odd when you first get, you know, hear that out of him saying, you know, and then say, so what are the dangers of that? Implanting something in so personal area. Well, losing that area. If something goes bad, the um, battery, that's like a lot of lithium batteries, if it's slightly damaged, what happens? Fire, explosion. I don't I don't know about you, but if that's an area, I don't want anything like that happening. So instantly it was just like, you've, you've done this? But no, I got the prototype made, but hasn't actually gone in the body yet. And uh, but back to his magnet, he's actually setting up an echolocation uh, using that basic technology to help him because he's, you know, unfortunately had degenerative uh, eye issues, so he's losing his sight. So very soon that might be kind of you know sonar for him to keep from you know having to use a stick instead. Sounds like a pretty awesome idea in my not a real way to work around it. And this guy, Neil, um, has very, very interesting antenna here. Um, he, he was born colorblind and um, actually um, it's kind of interesting is it, this is a, a camera that senses color for him, and, but translates it into sound through um, implant, the implant actually attached to the fact of his skull. So it does not come off, it, you know, what happened. And the fun part is also internet connected. So there are some interesting things that he's uh, come around uh, learning from that experience by the fact that, you know, we have a, you know, all our skin tone, for one, is all just different variations of orange. So um, instead of being multiple colors, it's all just orange. Different, you know, white or dark or heavy. But through which, you know, the color being translated into sound, he's also been able to uh, create MP3s from scanning a person's face. That's why we have the picture here on, the, on your right where he was meeting Al Gore, he was actually standing him from chin to forehead and then able to have a gift and say, here, here's a song of your face. Uh, I don't know if you would dance to it, because it's just, you know, just tones, but still it's, I'd be, I'd be impressed for him to have a chance to get it. But, you know, like I said, it's connected to the internet. It, much like anything going to the internet, you know, your Bible will be hacked. Well, he said he hasn't actually been hacked. Random people have sent in uh, colors in the past, and he found that enjoyable. It struck me as very odd when he mentioned that. I was like, okay, so you like being hacked? I just had to, re had to have him replay that thing. He's like, yes, yes, I like being hacked. I actually bought him that because it you know, gives me that much more new experiences that I, one, don't 
my entire perspective, what have you. But it's like, it, you know, when he was actually far later on, that's the original, um, original hand plant, which you can see pretty bulky, what have you. But unfortunately, also since it's always on, getting excruciating migraines for, for a while until you get used to the white noise of the world that way. But uh, if you want more information on him, uh, there's his um, his little group, nonprofit, working for um, developing more tools as well as working for cyborg rights, as he put it. Because he's you can you can imagine going to the TSA with this popping out your head. Wouldn't be a very good experience, and even trying to get a passport picture he found with his antenna created a whole new legal battle in there, and thereby which he ended up creating a foundation to fight for cyborg rights, including just small bit is you know having having the ability to walk in plane you know, in secure areas with an antenna. But Here's another biohacker. This one, um, she is fairly interesting in her um, opinions, I'll put it that way. Uh, often enough, uh, she'll, she's labeled as a bit of a radical and very, very outspoken, uh, saying that um, most of what people do um, isn't, isn't that hard. It's fairly simple because all you're doing is cutting up, cutting a hole and stuffing something in. And she herself chooses to do it um, all on her own, uh, to herself. And unfortunately, stuff like this, without you know, without having any background in medicine, without knowing how to you know, deal with deal with it, will end up getting you in the hospital almost dead because of blood poison, which she has apparently several times. You know, it's kind of hope for her for being brave enough to, you know, explore that and you know, keep going. But I don't know. I, it's I'm hoping that the learning curve uh, is there for her, so that she will be around to be able to study more. Now, here's Amal. He's actually a, a founder of um, Dangerous Things. I found the guy team and also the guy that implanted me at the biohacking con. Um, he has a really good um, TED talk just exploring the basics, giving you just a broad overview of what um, biohacking is um, and implantables would have it compared to like wearables. And uh, like, one of the first things that uh, was fun was his, his book is called them toys, but and really good uh, for learning what have you, um, just exploring the technology, what have you, and uh, just practical. You know, some of us have like keyboard locks on our door. Most of us have interconnect. Interconnected accounts have to love two factor. Well, unfortunately, this is still just one factor here. The lock is shown just so. Uh, Either pin code or RFID. But so let's do the math uh, as far as my own experience. You know, our implant here is just a little bit bigger than Granny Bryce. 
Unfortunately, it's only good for Apple things, not for like stuff like this. So if you get the implant and you have an Apple, you might end up having to pick up an Android so you can explore a little bit more. It's not a good choice. Huh? We'll go into that. Thank you for asking. But anyway, um, I have projects um, that I have in progress. Some are, um, unfortunately, I would have loved to have uh, given you a video of heel to start with my own motorcycle, but unfortunately, like most things, when you try to do a demo, trying to record it, you find other problems. Like now I get to rebuild my carburetor on my motorcycle. So, you know, unfortunately, what are you going to do? But hey, at least give me something more to do. But yeah, um, now, because I've installed and my motorcycle as a proof of concept, I can. I don't need a key. I just turn it on, start it, after scanning the tag in my, in my right hand. Um, you can also use key attention in the house, like uh, what he showed in his, uh, Amal showed in this video, as well. In my left hand, I've got an electronic business card in my hand. But, uh, since I'm an InfoSec student, it made me wonder, okay? Really? Speaking of tech, Uh, same as Goody said, that could also be cloned 
for this little kid that you can toss in uh, to either a car or a motorcycle, uh, other conveyance, uh, to be able to keep the keys at home and just start that way. And it's a low frequency um, center, what have you, and you know, wonderful cheap little kit, you know, that you can get from dangerous things. Uh, it's actually the cheapest one I've found online so far. Because uh, thankfully now, many years after you know NFC RFID first came out, you know, it seems like everybody's selling this stuff. Now. But you know, this one's a little bit different than they suggested. Uh, much like two-factor on email or how you this particular model, which there's a link for it, allows you to do two-factor uh, two with your store allows too. Or if you actually use a key, three-factor, which I, I totally not negate the premise in my mind. Have it, like let's get rid of the key and then just have just a pin and chip. That way, you know, if you happen to pull my chip, but you don't have my pen, you still can't get in my house. And then I don't have anything in my pocket as well. No keys, no need. And wonderful graphic here, or just a basic scanner um, that you would use to unlock the door. What happened? So, with one out of the right hand and my left hand, now I've got my electronic business card. Now I've got my contact info, email, cell, cell number, along with a link to my online listing. You know, keyword on that. Nice little asterisk there. Not yet. But I did do a few laughs. You wonder why? Or does it go to my resume? <laughs> no. If you scan it, I will recall it. Why? Send the humor. Now, it's like, if you go to as many job interviews as I do, you need to have a sense of humor. So, also, let you know if your employer is one of those, just one of them. If they can't laugh at this, I don't know if I really want to work there. Because if they can't laugh at a simple joke as this, I don't know if they'll be able to laugh at you know, jokes during a long sprint, trying to pull something else out. Come on. But anyway. Like I, like I was saying earlier, you know, red team, you know, you know, work ID is not used to scan. Well, just by looking at it, I can't tell right off the bat if it's high or low frequency. So here's a nice little fun toy. You've got two lights, one on either side, and a coil in the middle on the chip on the back. Pull it up to the scanner, and it'll tell you if it's high or low frequency. On that, you know, then I can know which hand I need to do it And fun little scanner, be able to record while so and so is walking into work and be sitting in my car, hanging out, watching YouTube videos, or what have you, while and have it set up and stand out, walk it in. Because fun part with just one of these cars or keychain tech, it's got a nice range. Of course, the antennas like this are pretty huge. So walk-bys not going to happen too easily unless you got a decent-sized messenger bag. Um, any of y'all are fans of Mr. Robot on uh, USA? They actually showed this device in a coffee shop scene when he walked up to throw a tip in the jar and he rubbed it on the guy's workbench. Come on, 
This sign doesn't need to do that. You could stand it from sitting at the table and probably would have stand everyone else in there to have a badge as well. But here's a, you know, it's called a RFTAC original design was put out by Bishop Fox, uh, network security uh, company. And uh, it's an open source design, one of the one things about open source. And got a little board in the middle, contacts, uh, screen, what have you, along uh, with plenty of batteries to be able to power the device, because what's in town is giant coil of copper around the outer edge. That's, once that's powered, that, that's, that's how you power the actual passive chips, passive cards, be able to pull the information off, off of it. And once you've got that, then you can encode it right, for, with this nice little toy from dangerous things and encode the chip in my hand. Walk right in. Get caught while you're doing the pen test. That's been um, okay by something. Just fine. You know, they stop you. What are you doing? You know, empty out your pockets. Just looking for the bathroom, man. How'd you get in here? Secure doors. I don't know. Just walk right through. I don't have anything. Nothing's in my pocket. Nothing's up my sleeves. In my hands. But you can't see it. Anyway, give credit where credit's due. Bishop Fox um, just last year um, gave the activity. Uh, talk about the, their newest version. Uh, they had actually done it back in 2010-2011 at Black Hat USA um, for the original RF-Tastic uh, design. This one, the upgraded one, that not been able to find the design yet. They had said they were going to cut it out because they were going to uh, make it a lot smaller and also make it Bluetooth capable. But no, unfortunately, still had to go with the original design. Well, it still works. Still works great. And um, Black Intelligence, they um, surmise that the use of implants in a racing environment for physical fitness. So, yeah, between the two, it's like great ideas when we put them together. But anyway, so I went ahead and decided to build it first off. Uh, only thing I could find. That's portable is the big antenna, which is this one. And that sucker goes for like three hundred dollars on eBay. And that's huge. Come on. Pretty new. Twelve to fifteen hundred dollars. I don't know about you, but I don't know a student that has it actually laying around just for toys. Yeah, no. But I did that and I like killed them. But anyway, I started with this and I found very quickly that yeah, it had a decent range for like walk-bys. Uh, with cards, keychain tags, uh, e but implants, you had to actually rub it like, you know, just for a bottle of coffee shop. That's not going to work. So, went ahead and got this just a couple days ago. And hopefully soon I'll be able to make an update to this and see if I don't have to rub on, you know, rub on the uh, implants thanks to this wonderful player installation. Because I am well fed. And, yes, I like food. I'll be honest about it. And it, it's a great insulator, especially for my tags. But I want to see what kind of range I can get just in case I use this later on for work, for home, 
what do I need to think about? Do I actually need to consider some sort of RFID blocking gloves, like some people have already made themselves for their tags? But, you know, you think of what's next, and there's a, there's a lot of information out of you. What, what am I planning on doing next? Well, there's two things in one of data, the flex MD, which is basically the same as my left hand, um, gives you a lot better range, unfortunately, or fortunately, depends on your idea. Um, it's a flexible polymer, flat, easy to implant, just a nice little slit, uh, separate the tissue and pop it in, suture it. A lot quicker to healing time and a lot easier to get in. And from what I've seen, the demo video is from the beta testing that are going on now. Now it's not released to general public yet. Uh, it looks like it, at least uh, compared to just standing just for door locks, what have you, it's a few feet um, for just a regular tiny little sensor, you know, no bigger than your wallet to be able to use that you get in the door locks um, compared to your already found that on bad days, okay, yeah, bad days, when hands are swollen, you're going to keep your tight and what have you, can't get a good read. So hopefully, if, you know, I would hate if I'm out riding a motorcycle stop, take a break, hands are swollen, because it shows the ride so long, you can't stand it to start the motorcycle, that would be a bad time. So, um, here, a couple hours away, can you come pick me up? Or bring a seed or something because I can't start fire. That would just stink. But I'm really looking forward to here this fall. The Yuki, as they call it, uh, it's an encrypted um, chip just for payment systems, what have you. I'm looking forward to it because I'm actually getting that one free and really look, looking to hope to explore how good is encryption on it. Because I'll tell you one, one thing as far as. My left one, I can actually program a pin to it or pass uh, password, but it's four characters. Though, yeah, in order to be able to crash it, you have to sit there and continuously scan it to, while trying the permutation. So that's a difficulty, but still, I don't know about you, I, I haven't used a four digit pin since the 90s. I don't want to do that anymore. So, anyway. Yeah, there's been a lot to talk, a lot to talk about today, a lot to throw at you, a lot of information, um, and definitely been drinking from the fire hose a bit today. So, so much information. But, if you have any questions, first off, I want to thank you for coming. It's my first time talking, but it's actually my first time talking at a con, other than a fire talk. So, yeah, I do apologize for nervousness, but hey, it was in the name of the top. And it was intro. So, hope you enjoyed it because I did. I'm very surprised to see how many people are here for Biohack Talk about those sorts. But if you want to find me on Twitter, or, you know, that is my actual handle. And yes, that is actually my one of my tattoos. But, am I in English? If not? Huh? I actually can put you in touch with people. Oh, you want to get the, you're asking, sorry, what do you answer you? What do you, what question? I was going to ask, where can you actually get something in place? Yeah, well, 
easily just go to dangerousthings.com or just Google Hennessy RFID implant and you'll get one of the list of places that sell it to you and we'll send it to you. And it'll come in the kit with the syringe that you know looks like this. And with a giant anal improvement if you want, I can go back to the so you can see it again. Yeah, just joking. But yeah, it will come all prepackaged, sterile, which is very important for me. But uh, they also, uh, I keep going back to dangerous things because they also have a network of people that they have trained and how to do the implantation on their site. And they, they're very happy to arrange it with you to get it done right the first time. So you don't have it in the hospital to have it because it doesn't. But yeah, um, dangerousthings.com, pick up your kit, and uh, along with it, you'll be able to find. If you're local, there's a person that's definitely ready to do it, ready to pop in. Awesome. But yeah, so there. Um, other than that, there's around the state, also international, ready and able to pop in. Even if you have to be in Germany. How is it? Very like uh, if I, I could do that myself, small incision, and just press it up on the web, and it'll pop out. Then you just put a bandaid on it, super glue, good. That's about the easiest thing to do. Because unlike the ones that are implanted in like animals, those are implanted with like a bio um, cement or something else to, uh, to stabilize it and lock it down in the tissue. But this is not meant to remove these. They don't have that coating. It's just glass, so it will move out if you press it out uh, through the window. It's just really good to get it out because you know if you don't want it, you don't like it, you don't bother you too much. Just small incision, pop it up, and then you know as far as scars, what have you, I scar easily thanks to um, the type of skin I have. I've got a small dot. That's all I've got. And though, I'll put it seriously, when I used to have gauge earrings, I've got keloids on the back of, the, back of my ears, on the side of my thumb, because of the type of scarring that I do. If that gives you any idea of you know, having just a small discoloration on my hand, just says to me, if it's, I scar badly, perhaps y'all don't. You probably would even be hardly to tell that you had it in place. So, as uh, somebody who uses a keyboard, if you do get implanted, how how long is the like recovery period before there's no discomfort? I was coding the same day, so no big deal. I was still back to you know playing around with the projects I have to do, like what this website would have. I saw another hand. What about uh, like airport security? That actually is a fun thing too. Amal, um, I asked him about that because you know, orange is not my color. You know, even though yes, skin tones general, it's variation of orange. But orange really doesn't work with my eyes. You know, I don't like it. I don't want to wear it. It may be black, but it's just not for me. They don't come up on body scanners or models. And unless you tell them, they won't come. Plus, you know, why would they care? It's not like they could talk or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
think that this best would be drafted before the as guy that has had experience past. Yeah, I'd be hesitant just because um, I've, I've heard bad things uh, from people that had screws but haven't totally forgotten screws and pins, and they have gotten some memorized. We hope you've enjoyed this introduction tonight in the form of the talk that I presented this summer at B-Sides Las Vegas. And we just want to make sure and put credit where credit's due and give a special thanks to B-Sides Las Vegas for allowing me to speak in the Proving Grounds track this summer. It was a great experience. And if you'd like to know more about this conference that is held every year in the days before DEF CON in Las Vegas, go to bsideslv.org. Now learn more about this journey that Dangerous Minds takes weekly check out our homepage at DangerousMinds.io or go to Facebook and search for Dangerous Minds Podcast. And there you'll find our page, like it, give us some feedback, post some news stories that you'd like us to comment on. And all of us want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us as we explore further the tech and the people behind it within this fastly growing community of biohacking, grinding, and implantable technology today please feel free to reach out to us with any questions or comments. Perhaps one day we might talk to you about the work and or projects you're exploring and developing. Until next week, seek the spark.